So a really interesting thing is that with satisfaction, um, according to an international Gallup poll, less than 20% of people strongly agree that they enjoyed what they do every day. It's kind of fascinating, right? That to investigate the impact of the phenomenon, they um, studied more and more uh, people and they realized that people who have a high level of happiness and less stress are more engaged in their life. Satisfaction is kind of fascinating to me because it's a very similar word to balance, right? And our bodies are in constant flux between balance and imbalance. And when we start talking about the chakras, we're gonna be journeying into these incredible wheels of life, right? And that's why um, I put on the front of your manual that when you journey through the chakras, you're awakening your untapped energy. I truly believe that a lot of people uh, are unsatisfied because they're not really tuning in and they're not really listening. Yeah? Like if we just took one minute to be quiet and say nothing and could hear a pin drop, or food, or, which is totally fine, or the movement of paper, and we started to listen to our heartbeat, and started to really, really listen, and observe inward, most people would poop in their pants, probably, <laughs> or like totally freak out, right? they wouldn't be able to sit with their stuff, right? And in yoga, we spend a lot of time inhaling the goodness and exhaling the BS. But when we are learning about how to find balance in an imbalanced world, um, we really have to start thinking of our breath as a healing component. So I love this human being called Thich Nhat Hanh. Do you like him? Yeah, mm -hmm. he always has really good quotes. Um, one of my favorite ones is that healing is every breath. Right? And another one is feelings come and go like clouds on a windy sky. Conscious breathing is my anchor. Hmm... So what happens when you start uh, ruminating on something or start um, uh, hearing that someone might not show up for an event that you were expecting them to have? Or what happens when you start saying icky negative things to yourself and go into negative land? Or what happens when you like... Um, just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Or that person cuts you off in traffic. Usually breath goes out the window, right? And you just start sticking up here in your head and you're not really connected because the breathing really, really starts at the base of your spine. So one of the things that's really interesting is that in order to get rid of the imbalances, you have to find integration or wholeness, 
right? The whole of the whole. And the sad thing is, is uh, that um, it is effortless effort to find balance, to find satisfaction. Because it's so easy for our brains to take us to something yucky than, say, in the positive lane. And turn uh, something that's dark into something that's very bright and light and see the goodness in things. So our bodies, as they're in constant flux, are really need to um, be aligned with the mind. But what's so interesting is that our mind sometimes has a tendency to hijack our body. Right? And so what we're going to discuss today as we journey through the chakras and learn about awaking our untapped energy is that the main purpose of working with the chakras is to create wholeness. And when you are whole you're really practicing something that they don't say a lot in um, yoga, which I do a lot of this when I'm working with children and people who are like um, in uh, elder care um, or senior centers, uh, is that it's a sensory integration practice, right? What yogis knew thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago is that there are these little flowing rivers of energy in our body. And these little flowing rivers of energy in our body, which we call nadis, and we're going to talk about all of this today and tomorrow. These nadis, it sounds like naughty, like I am naughty, right? But these nadis are really amazing because... Um, they uh, help us to uh, really stay stable and grounded. And so that's why yogis knew that if I kept myself moving and did specific poses or specific breathing exercises, that I would be able to integrate all of these things and become connected so that I wouldn't have my mind take me into a place that didn't serve me or serve a good purpose, or take me to what we're gonna do our meditation tonight, journeying into our heartfelt desires and really finding our true purpose. No? So um, when our chakras flow freely, we are vital and healthy. And chakras, and we're gonna go through all the meaning and what it is and all of that stuff, but these are wheels and they're the major intersections of your nadis these flowing rivers of energy. So I'm gonna show you a lot of pictures, like a grade school teacher. Mm -hmm. um, and when your system flows freely, we are vital and healthy, but when it becomes weak or congested, we struggle with poor mental and physical health. If the chakras become blocked, closed, or imbalanced, you're literally closed off to your natural flow of energy, and then your body will start to compensate by directing more energy to the functional chakras. So it's like literally when someone says, I feel disconnected, you are disconnected energetically. Um, 
And the result is that some of these chakras can shut down or some of them can become super hyperactive. And both of these pose serious repercussions to your mental and physical balance. And so the best way to keep yourself open and in harmonious is to really start to learn about these indicators of under or overactivity so that you can recognize the symptoms by yourself and start associating them um, to areas that you know you need to work on, right? So we always say like, oh my God, I took yoga and it transformed my life, right? Something happened in that first class and I don't know what it is, but it just totally changed me. And I walked out and I felt, I like making noises, but like, you know, like, right? All of a sudden I was like, woo, I have 10,000 things to do and I'm like totally freaking out. And the next thing, all of a sudden I just like landed in this body, in this like person, right? And you feel literally settled like a tree, right? And I love to tell kids and adults because we're just big kids with bigger mouths. Um, but I love to tell um, kids that like a tree has roots, right? That go down into the earth. And they, that's how they become nurtured. And that's how they pull up energy from the root systems. And then they can blossom and flourish, right? And trees sway even in like a really stormy, stormy day, not very many of the trees fall down, right? They still can stand up and sway because they're nurtured and grounded and settled in the earth. So that's a great way for me to talk about the ideas of chakras is that they settle you and when they're connected, but when they're out of balance, you're right that's when you say something you didn't really mean to say that you like have a conversation like you know and then you go back and five hours later after you kind of like laying in bed and you're going over your day and you're like oh my gosh they were right or oh my gosh I see a totally different way to solve the challenge right so positive life skills really come from this ladder of healing that we call the chakras. And the chakras are super, super amazing. And um, they're still based on energy and some woo-woo stuff, <laughs> right? So who is like woo-woo poo-poo? Right? <laughs> yes, I love it. That's why I like bring it on. Okay, so this is super fun. What we're going to do is we are going to practice a nice little energy thing. And um, so who likes physics? Yeah, right? Physics. Did you, you know our like friend? Physics, right? like, I know, right? I was like, okay, right, okay. Gravity. It makes our world Thanks. work. Yes, okay. <laughs> gravity. Okay, so, so, so science and Einstein, he studied um, yoga. And the philosophy of yoga that we're going to talk about tomorrow with the Yoga Sutras. Um, but a lot of his theories and principles came from this crazy thing called energy. Okay? And what we're going to talk about tomorrow too is that it doesn't matter whatever religious background that you are studying, right? Or whatever your belief systems are. Yoga is not coming into your life to say, 
stop that philosophy, stop mm -hmm. that belief, right? All yoga is doing is helping you to get rid of pain and suffering so you can find health and harmony. So you can let go of fear and find joy and freedom, right? So I really appreciate the fact that you're kind of like energy schmenergy because it really is a fun thing to kind of start playing around with. Um, so I'm of a different generation, but you know, like, did you, do you watch Seinfeld reruns? Mm -hmm. And they had the close talker, right? <laughs> or you hear about someone who's like in your personal space. Mm -hmm. That's what you feel energetically if someone's like totally crowding you, right? So we're gonna play around right now before we dive deeper into the chakras, we're gonna play around right now feeling energy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, um, do you ever do as a kid light as a feather, stiff as a board, yeah. right? Uh-huh, super fun, right? How did that person get so light? Weird, huh? It's almost like, is it the power of suggestion? Was there really something happening? It's like a Ouija board. It's like, did, did someone push that there? Cause like, that's bizarre how it just always seems to work out, right? <laughs> yeah. So what we're gonna do, and there's a couple different ways to do it, but we're gonna find a different way to kind of feel energy um, because we have this subtlety that surrounds us all the time, whether we believe it or don't believe it, right? Some people say that they can see energy, right? Okay, so we talk about auras, but that's not something that we're going to be working on together. But has anybody heard the word aura? Mm -hmm. Right? So aura comes from a concept of illumination, right? Or like your chakras are in a line, your energy is in a line, and then you are a very healing presence or someone has a lot of charisma or someone just like, do you ever say like, oh my gosh, excuse me there's a brightness to this person, right? And you just like, kind of like magnetize to them. Yeah. And that's the same thing that they said about all of those pictures that we see of all of religious iconography, that there's like halos around them, right? There is this kind of aura or this kind of energy body, right? Because a lot of the Essene masters and a lot of the disciples that hung around with um, that human being named Jesus, right? They were all known as healers and they were like offering all of their gifts to the universe. So there is something interesting that kind of happens when you kind of shake all of like theories and practices and dogma of different, you know, whether it's Buddhism or Jainism or Sufism or, you know, uh, Hinduism or, uh, Christianity or Judaism or, you know, like what are the, all these different religions that are out there? There is something about the fact that human beings who are really strong leaders have this aura or this energy of body around them that makes them almost glow, right? Which is really interesting that when we start talking about chakras and we do our visualization, the center line of your body that we know of as the spine is called the hara line, H-A-R-A, hara line. And there are little note, note pages, there's blank pages in your little manual too. Um, but a hara line is like a golden tube of light, 
it's like a straw that connects you to earth which we call the shakti right which we call the mother and then the heavens which we call the shiva and there is some kind of uh, divine goodness that happens when the two of them have a dance together right and creates this radiance right which is so interesting that all of these words that we use are very similar right but each religious background kind of takes it to another level but they all believe that there's a force right a divine force or a goodness within all of us and some people radiate it more and some people don't whether they call it it's you know like a god like kind of thing or if it's a um energy kind of a thing cool huh so we're gonna play around with feeling people's energy and we're not gonna play light as a feather <laughs> but um we are going to learn the energies in our bodies and um we're gonna take and you can close your eyes if you want to uh, so one of the most interesting things about energy is that you can feel it. So I do a practice called Reiki, which is uh, hands-on energy healing, which is really neat. Um, but uh, in order for anything to actually happen for a practitioner and a, a, a receiver, right, the giver and the receiver, you have to kind of be open to it. So I'm not going to ask you to be a believer. I'm going to ask you to just be receptive to trying, right? Because we're energy bodies. So take and bring your hands together in front of you. Take your thumbs to the outside of your index fingers. So you're going to take your hands into fists. Yep. And place your um, knuckles together. All right, and just feel yourself breathing. Notice what you're sitting on. Notice as your eyes are closed, your elbows are relaxed. So you can have your hands in front of your heart. You can have your hands out in front of you, whatever feels best as you find that connection. One of the coolest things about this position of your hands, it's not the Anjali Mudra, but it's very similar to the idea of creating balance. Your right and your left, your masculine and your feminine, your inhales and your exhales. So begin to feel that you're holding the preciousness of your heart in your hands. And as you feel this lightness in your heart, begin to feel your back elongate a little bit. Notice the breath as it enters your nostrils, warming. And then feel it as it leaves your nostrils or your mouth, calming stabilizing and centering.
Now, as you feel your knuckles connected, begin to sense the rhythm of your heart. And as you sense the rhythm of your heart, feel how your arms are truly just extensions of your heart. So that pulse you're feeling is just permeating every part of your being. Feeling the belly rise and the belly fall. Notice your sits bones touching the earth. And the intelligence of the breath as you feel gratitude moving up along the spine. Inhaling and exhaling. Feel the pulse allowing your mind to slow down, the words to leave your body, and this incredible sense of space. Feel the lightness and the intelligence of the breath. Your body is made of subtle energies. Begin to feel this as we experiment. Keeping your eyes closed through this process, begin to start to vigorously rub your left fingers against your right fingers, back and forth and back and forth. So not up and down and up and down, but back and forth and back and forth. So your knuckles are still bent, yep. And you're rubbing your hands front to back, front to back. Almost like you're on a washboard, you know? Good. Breathing deeply. Inhaling and exhaling. Mm. Feel the simplicity of the movements. Right now you are enhancing your energy field. Feel this energy. Notice your breath. Now move your hands a little bit faster. As fast, as fast, as fast as you can.
All right, now keeping your eyes closed, begin to slowly unclench your fists and face your palms towards each other, a few inches apart. So your palms are facing each other a few inches apart. <laughs> and you're allowing yourself to just gently feel maybe an invisible ball of energy between your palms. A subtle, subtle vibration. Almost as if it's a piece of taffy, can you gently move your hands back and forth and start to form it into a ball? Work with the vibrations that you feel. Your body is sensations and vibrations. Feel the subtleties of the energy as you inhale and exhale. No judgment, no expectations. You're just breathing. When you enter different spaces, when you walk into institutions or hospitals or houses that are run down, or even when you're sitting on the bus, you might feel bad vibrations, right? So what you're doing now is you're just sensing the subtle body and feeling energy that is just vibrant activity in your body all the time, your nerves. They just have a boundless, beautiful presence that we don't see. And slowly and gently, almost like a little kiss, Begin to open your palms out in front of you. And this gently just rush your shoulders up over your head like you're throwing water up over you. <laughs> like you're throwing water over your shoulders. And then relax your arms down by your sides and allow your palms to face down. Good, and then slowly and calmly, just open your eyes. You were great, you're like, I'm gonna save the world. <laughs> you said out towards each other, and I was like, they're towards each yeah. other. <laughs> you're like, I'm, you're gonna, I'm to gonna take care of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did anybody sense anything from that? Your taffy comment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that like, magnet where you do this and it's almost like you can feel like the, yeah. like our magnets want to push each other away and you do this and it's like, ooh. Right? Yeah. 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 Tricky. That was wild, huh? Mm -hmm. 
Um, so we have this incredible subtle body um, that is flowing through us all the time. And as we discover tonight and journey through the chakras, um, we're going to really um, talk about these primary energy centers and keep playing with little things like that. Fun? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you're like, I can't wait to go home and have someone do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so make sure that you do it for at least 45 seconds. Yeah. And try and have someone really settle into their body before they just go for it. Because um, if you're really erratic and you try and do this like in a crowded street, you know, you're going to be like, what? It's not going to work so well. Um, there are all kinds of interesting ways to um, feel energy that might just affect you or might affect people around you, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I thought maybe we could do a little exercise to feel energy with a friend now, since we've been standing here for a while, or sitting here for a while. So let's stand up. And then we're gonna do our first little test because it's pretty basic. All right, so um, two and two and two and two, perfect. So turn to your friend. I remember when you were kids and you did that whole like pantomime stuff? Okay, so you're gonna just kind of pantomime with each other. Touch, don't touch. Don't touch, and just. Nice to meet you. Oh yeah, I guess you've never been each other. Okay, so don't touch, but begin to feel with your breath. You're not gonna say anything. Someone's going to just slowly start moving one hand up and the other one's going to move a hand down and start to see if you can sense you're guiding yourself with that subtle energy it's hard not to talk <laughs> And instead of being stuck in your minds as you go through this process, can you start to really breathe deeply to feel the connection? Our breath has tons of incredible energy. I mean, they say that like one of the tests for monks is to boil water on the top of their head. So trust the breath to be your intuitive guide. And you could even try, like that taffy thing, try and maybe pull the hands apart and together and feel what it feels like.
Notice if your tongue is active. And also really, really remember to breathe. Because you're so focused right now, right? <laughs> you're so focused that you're all holding your breath. slowly relax and kind of shake it off. What was that like versus practicing with your own hands? Different? Different? Like, Different? Mm -hmm. Different. Yeah. I like heat instead of like tacky. It was ah, like my yeah. palm was burning. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Did anybody start to physically get warm like sweaty? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. My hands are also warm. Yeah. 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 My hands are really warm. Yeah. 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 My hands are never warm. No, mine either. So your hands are never warm and they were warm. Yeah. That's cool. Like they're red warm. Yeah. Yeah. Mmm. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. right? And it almost felt like tingly. Like mm. my palms kind of felt like instead of the taffy thing, but it was like I didn't get to couldn't go too far away. Right. Yeah. I think the hurdle I have, like, and I definitely, like, the energy, yes, like, I feel like I, for sure, but the hurdle I have is I'm, like, I'm standing really close to somebody, we're not making eye contact, we're doing two things at once, and I'm trying not to giggle because it feels a little silly, Yeah. but focus on the energy, focus on the energy. Yeah, <laughs> totally, right? But it was cool, like, yeah, yeah. Like, well, how, that's, how, how weird is it that we're, as a yoga teacher, I'm uncomfortable in silence? I'm like, I want to tell you yeah, about you. I want to talk to you about that. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is wild. No, and that's the whole idea of the monkey mind, right? And we'll talk but about yeah. this tomorrow, but the idea of chitta vritti narodaha. Yoga is the calming of the fluctuations of the mind because our breath, when we're working properly, can harness the mind, and then we can tap into the pure potentiality of the breath to not go off and say, oh, squirrel, or oh, I'm gonna giggle, or oh, something, you know, like this is uncomfortable, and really, really breathe into it. And that's where all this like heat and transformation and connection really happens. That's so cool. I, yeah, I, that's a great point. I noticed when we both just started breathing, it was less about the hands moving, and we kind of, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm speaking for me, I guess. We just kind of relaxed, mm -hmm. and it right, was less right. about the hands moving, but and it was just more about, like I almost felt like I could, you know, like there was a little bit of we were, yeah, just pushing, yeah. right, yeah, right, and so you think about it. We're going to talk about this, but chakras, and we can sit down now. But that was awesome. Thank you. Chakras move within like vortexes of energy, right, and there's like kind of like stuck energy, but then if you start to kind of like move. It's so profound, right? Um, so sometimes, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I meditate, I start to like almost shift, right? So then you really know that something's happening, like you're tuning into a deeper level. Um, 
And uh, where is the bank? Sorry, Jess. That's okay. And a bit closer, thank you. And then uh, the other point that I was thinking about um, with that movement and stuff is um, there's actually she's from the Midwest. Um, one of the people who's a, a renowned um, chakra uh, teacher and practitioner, Ana, uh, her name's Ananda Judith, I think, Judith, yeah. And um, magicians are taught these tricks. Like magicians go to spool, school and study chakras and energy because it's a huge part of their way of um, doing their work. Yeah, so there, and that leads to the alchemy of the practice. And if you really think about yoga and the idea of balancing the ha and the ta, it's transformational because and it's harmonious. But yoga always went hand in hand with Ayurvedic practices, and Ayurvedic practices are very much about alchemy. How many people, when they started yoga, started changing what they eat? Yeah? Um, how many of you, uh, ha as you went through that eating process, started kind of getting into more of like, um, I, when I feel this way and I eat this way, I feel way better. Or if I eat this stuff, I fart all night. <laughs> right? Yeah? There's just like something interesting. Well, then what happens is you get dive deeper into the alchemy of it and you start really studying Ayurvedic principles, then, then you can literally help someone who's like got a dis-ease and discomfort find ease and comfort. It's pretty amazing. Um, so, yeah, but... Um, the invisible energy that you felt when you were doing the friction practice, the subtle energy that you felt when you started to really breathe and work with someone, you're literally um, working with this invisible energy that's called prana, right? Um, and this is going to be in one of your handouts too. But pra is the subtle energy, the smallest molecule of something right? And we always talk about prana as being life force, but that's what subtle energy is. Is like if you're in a poopy mood, sorry, I use lots of childlike words because it's more fun than saying swear words, but if you're in a poopy mood, right? Do you feel like doing anything or seeing anybody or giving a presentation or like having dinner with your whole extended family? Right, I love your eyes. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's a choice, right? Yeah, to choose. So the idea of yoga is that it leads you to moksha or liberation, which is freedom. So when you, we can also choose freedom, right? We can re reframe and uh, reprogram ourselves, right? But this invisible energy that's called prana or your vital life force keeps us vibrant, healthy, and alive. So when we look at, and we're going to do a fun little test, your handout here. That's just one where it says root chakra, sacral chakra, solar plexus, heart chakra. Mm -hmm. Right? It's on one page. Okay. 
So when you are um, looking before we take this little test, the first three chakras that start at the base of the spine are chakras of matter. So they're more physical in nature, right? Um, chakra one is grounding, stability, safety, your home or your family. And um, so if you're like worried about money all the time, it might be that your base chakra needs some attention, right? Um, the um, ones that start moving up a little bit higher, those uh, last three chakras are chakras of spirit. So that like two, three, and four, two and three still stay with that whole idea of sexuality, personal power. Um, but then when you get four, five, six, and seven, you're moving more towards like love and creativity and intuition. So um, has anybody ever been scared of speaking up? Right? Yeah? Okay, so that's your throat chakra being blocked because you're afraid to stand in your truth and speak your truth, right? Or if you feel like, oh, crap, um, I don't have any intuition, I'm not insightful, um, you know, like, and it's all very like numbers and data kind of person, then a lot of time that's because you're not really trusting that third eye energy. So your sixth chakra, your Anja chakra. Has anybody ever felt um, like, um, that they just don't feel good enough. <laughs> I was like, every morning when I wake up, right? <laughs> yeah, right? But, you know, I mean, it's a part of being human. We have, we have to roll with the punches. But when you really feel kind of like not self-aware or self-actualized or you feel kind of like maybe weak or um, like someone said something to you and it really just stuck under your skin, right? That's a whole big thing about um, your, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, solar plexus region. So uh, if you take your hands and touch that spot underneath your sternum and like push a little bit, is it tender? If you might not have a lot of self-worth or if you feel like, you know, you've had some weak moments for a while now, it's starting to get to you. A lot of times if you're tender here, that's a manifestation that that chakra, that solar plexus region, that third, second, third chakra are need a little bit of work on, right? A more stabilizing practice, a more like hip opening, core work, back bend, so you can really rise up out of that tightness of that chakra. And we'll talk about that stuff as we keep moving on. But when you see this test here, it's kind of fun. So when we go to um, chakras, um, and this is something from, I put this and I'm just reading it out loud, but it's from that first page of your little manual that I made, so you don't have to worry about writing it down. A chakra means uh, it's a, um, a wheel. And uh, in tradition, 
traditional Eastern medicine, it's believed that the body contains seven major energy wheels. So a lot of times people call this the major chakras because there's 72,000 nadis and flowing rivers of energy moving through your body, which we now know as nerves. But yogis just thought they were like, oh, there's these fluid lines of energy. And I'm going to show you pictures at the back of your little thing. That's a picture that was drawn thousands of years ago. Pre-microscope. Wow is right, right? That's pretty amazing. And this is where um, the, these flowing rivers of energy became... Um, uh, marma points, people call it, um, reflexology points. Uh, in acupuncture, when they're start studying meridian lines, this is where all of this stuff kind of came from and disseminated out into the universe. So there are way more than seven chakras, but um, yogis um, kind of uh, uh, have said that there are seven um, main master chakras or wheels. And what's interesting is about that is, and I wrote this down because I thought this was fascinating, seven is an incredibly interesting number. There are seven chakras. There are seven colors in the rainbow. Seven levels of consciousness. Uh, seven notes on the Western scale. Let's see, there's more sevens. Seven days of creation. Seven virtues, right? Oh. Six o'clock. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, another alarm. Seven deadly sins. So it was right before I was going to say that. Um, if anybody studied the Kabbalah, there are um, uh, the tree of life comes from the number seven. So the Kabbalah is very similar to the chakra system. Um, seven days of a week. Isn't that interesting? There's so many sevens. Major life cycles run in periods of sevens. So they say that like, um, uh, if, and I do this a lot. Have you ever heard of something called palming? This is a practice that I teach a lot of people who are on computers a lot or a lot of people who are having a hard time focusing or a lot of kids who are like <gasps> in that crying thing and they're like, <gasps> right? So palming is very similar to what we just did with that friction, but put your hands together. And I have glasses, so if you have glasses, you might want to take them off for a second, but rub your palms, close your eyes and rub your palms together as fast, as fast, as fast, as fast, as fast as you can. Okay, take the warmth of the hands, place them over your closed eyes. Inhaling and exhaling. Now, if there's a color that you see, think of that color. And then slowly release your hands and open your eyes to a whole new perspective and a whole new moment. So often, when major life cycles are compared to the color that the individual sees when their eyes are closed after palming. 
So like if a kid can't explain what's going on with them or an adult who can't really explain what's going on with them, but they can say like, I see this color, that can show you what chakra or what energy or what emotion they're dealing with. It's kind of fascinating. And then the last thing that I thought was really interesting um, was that the periodic table of elements can be viewed as falling into a pattern of seven by atomic weight. So even like science is also showing So from the inside of your manual, chakras are an inward map that helps us understand ourselves better and can direct us towards wholeness, greater awareness, and living more fully. The seven principal master chakras or energy wheels used in Hatha Yoga are, um, and many tantric schools, each have a purpose along the lifeline of the spine. Each one could be characterized as having its own personality and its own purpose. And that's what we're gonna go through in this manual is kind of talk about the pur purpose and the personality and the different ways that they manifest in intangible things, right? According to the current general Western perspective, the chakras each govern their own functional aspects of the physical body, emotional state, and mental process. They are manifestation of consciousness in various planes of activity and offer understanding to the energetics and dynamics of a human being. When energy becomes stuck within a chakra, it can manifest as mental, physical, and emotional imbalances. So remember when, and the last part of the sentence is, physical symptoms without, within the nerves and body to emotional outbursts and feelings. So when people had emotional challenges or a psychotic break or like um, maybe after postpartum and we didn't know what it was, they would say that they're having a nervous breakdown. If you really think about it, like we're always having little mini nervous breakdowns because everything is based off of nerves, right? We just don't say to someone is having a nervous breakdown anymore. I don't know, maybe it's not PC or it's just like it's evolved. Like, I don't know, I haven't heard that, you know, someone saying that. But that's kind of this idea is that the physical symptoms, the manifestations of an imbalance when we're not harmonized, when we're not really finding that integration and connection is called a nervous breakdown. Because it's all nerves. Hmm. The focus of chakra therapy then becomes an effort to balance and align the expression of all of the chakras with one another so that none are either overactive or underactive. In this way, physical, emotional, and mental balance and wholeness can be realized and maintained. We can transcend the ego, awaken to our true nature, and discover freedom to live authentically. Um, someone once said to me that in the midst of chaos, peace is possible. It's time to use yoga, breathwork, and mindfulness to be your best self because shift happens and you can start right now. So they also, you know, when along with the idea of the nervous breakdown, 
was the idea that um, when people did a sensory integration practice like yoga, they felt really good and they felt more balanced, right? Or people will say, I feel more, what's a word that you hear your students say or what you hear your friends say when they take a yoga class? Grounded. Grounded. Centered. Centered. Calm. Mm. Relaxed. Yeah. Aligned. Aligned, right? So all of these words to describe a movement practice is really all those words to describe how to get these seven energy centers flowing properly so that they become integrated and whole. Cool, huh? All right. So you have this weird test right in front of you. And then I'm going to give you a more in-depth self-test after. But we're, and that's, but you have this test, maybe take it. Oh, and one more thing. Every word that comes out of my mouth, take with a grain of salt because I really believe that you have to experience in order to be a good teacher and teach from experience, right? So same thing with these tests that I'm sharing with you. Take it with a grain of salt. And if you think it's a bunch of hoo-ha or don't believe in it, then you have that right. You know, don't like read something and say like, oh my God, something's wrong with my left toe and now I'm not, my left toe is going to be messed for the rest of my life. Okay. Thank you. So this one was just one page, right? Mm -hmm. And did it, it was just asking questions. The numbers. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's different. That's for a different test. Oh. Yes, there's two separate tests. Gotcha. There's just one on one page and then another one for later. Yes. Thank you. Yes. So we're not filling this out now? No, please. Yeah. This is just like. Yes or no. Yes or no, yeah. The other one is from the renowned chakra teacher, so it's a little bit more number-based.
After this, should we have a little bathroom break?